Welcome to the Elevate Your Event podcast, where we talk about how to plan and execute an unforgettable event that will dazzle your guests and generate more income for your organization. From fundraising and securing trendy auction items to event production and logistics, get the best tips and advice from seasoned fundraising and event professionals who have been in your shoes. Hey, so just want to let you know this event is brought to you by Handbid. Handbid is mobile bidding and auction technology software built by fundraisers for fundraisers. So we're able to help you guys with everything from ticketing and registration to mobile bidding to live auction recording, appeals, you name it. And the nice thing is, is in addition to the software that we're able to provide, we have a ton of services we can offer you. If you need help getting everything set up, if you need coaching, if you need just counseling and advice on how to get through your event, if you need someone to show up and make sure that it runs smoothly, these are all the types of services that we offer. So if you want more information about what we do, click on the link below or reach out to us at handbid.com and we'd be happy to talk to you. Welcome back to the Elevate Your Event podcast. I'm Jeff Porter, CEO of Hambit, and we've got some amazing guests with us today. We've got Lori Mackay. Hey, Lori. Hey, Jeff. How's it going? <laughs> Good. Awesome. And then we have Elise Negabauer. Hi. Hey. Uh, Elise and Lori, we brought them on today because they are two of our event gurus. They go to a ton of events, and we are here today to talk about volunteers at events. Yay. We need them. We love them. Yes. We do love volunteers. And the end. <laughs> so go find some. Go get some. Good luck with that. <laughs> Feed them well and thank them at the end. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> Pretty much, no. <laughs> we get asked this question a lot. I mean, everything from where do I find them? How do I train them? How do I, you know, put them in the right types of positions? Yes. Like, what do I do with them during the event? You know, how do I motivate them? How do I rely on them? Mm. Which is not always the easiest. And all of the above. So let's let's dive into this topic. I'm um, starting with, you know, one of the reasons we talk about volunteers a lot is because there's a lot of mobile bidding companies out there that would like to come in with a small army of untrained people and run your event for you. And these people typically come from staffing firms and don't know anything else about usually the software running events as anybody else. And so our thought is, is well, if you're going to go do that, we might as well just give me your best and brightest or just your most willing to work, put them up with us, and we will get them equipped and trained, and yes. we will run a much cheaper, much more cost-effective event. And probably a better one. Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> most cases, they're volunteering because they're either uh, in love with you or they're in love with your cause, or both, hopefully. Mm -hmm. So recruiting them. So let's talk about that for a second. How do you typically find volunteers for your event? Start early. Yeah? Because it does take a while. It and does. unfortunately, people, I mean, people are busy. People don't want to volunteer. It's a challenge for sure. It is. And I would say start by asking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Too. It's so funny when people are like, where do I find volunteers? I said, you ask people if they want to volunteer. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think you can connect with people that have been engaged with past events or people that are connected to your organization or people that are just connected to you. Yeah. Yes. I also like recruiting volunteers from schools. A lot of schools now, you require community service hours. It's a great way for students to get community service hours. And they're pretty proficient with software. 
They're yes. sometimes yes. a little easier to train. Yeah, you all are thinking to yourself, I am not going to put a high school student at check-in at my event. And in some cases, that's probably a very good idea. But if you find the right kinds, look, these kids are working at Chick-fil-A and they're, they're making your food. So they're perfectly capable of at the same time checking in your guests. So you can find the right types. Yes. So I, I love that idea. So um, high school kids. Or universities, def- college kids, sororities. Or let's, uh, let's not forget businesses. I mean, at one of my events, Coles, um, you know, we reached out to them and their staff volunteers. And I'm telling you, there's a number of corporations out there who do offer their employees volunteer to, at your event. You just have to go ask and see if you can get that scheduled. That's a That's great, great idea. Yeah. The event I just worked at, an entire zoo staff came and worked as the volunteers <laughs> and it was fun that. it was a animal charity and the zoo that was in the town loves the animal charity and so they all volunteered and they have an invested interest so it might just be a sister or brother type of organization or, or business that has the same mindset as what you're fundraising for yeah. i've seen that with schools if one high school says to another high school i'll work at your event and you'll work at mine and i was just you about to say that I'm... are set for life yes oh, that's that a is great the best idea. trade I then they can get community service for your ptos yeah. out there definitely i know you're going to want to enjoy your event you're not going to mm-hmm. want to be working it so swap with another school near you high school elementary school middle school whatever swap with them you run their event, yeah. they run yours. I love that mm-hmm. idea. I'm going to use that next time I'm asked from yeah? a school. Yeah. Okay. Lori, I'll run your event and you run mine. <laughs> I, Who's I, I running to... mine over here? <laughs> no, I love that idea. I think it's great because you want to spend time with your donors. You don't want to be stressed out. You want to have good quality volunteers you can rely on. Right. And I get it. The budget's important. And that's why volunteers are a good way to go. Yes. Okay. So next stage is you've recruited some volunteers. At least my experience has been... If you want them there at 4 o'clock to train, tell them that they need to be there at 3.30. What do you think? Easily. Yeah. 3.30, 3.45. Yeah. I mean, they're not – I mean, look, I know they're doing it for free. Most of them are fairly reliable. Give them a little bit of grace there, but also give them some slack because they are volunteers. So they realize they're not going to get fired if they show up late. So please just (laughs) – if you need them there at 4, tell them to come at 3.30. Yeah. Absolutely also, agree. I think it's really respectful to ask them what kind of tasks they want to do at the event. Are they computer savvy and they want to do the software? Or maybe they want to serve cupcakes, you know? <laughs> totally agree. And you have to put the right types of people in the right types of jobs. You know, and it's funny. I remember one day, like, they, our church was asking for volunteers and, you know, to, to serve in different types of roles. And so they kind of made a play of that. And it was hilarious. So, like, you know, they have the drill sergeant who's you know trying to you know greet people at the door right (laughs) and then they have the total pushover sweet person who wants to hug everybody out in the parking lot trying to park cars right (laughs) and the whole point was like yeah those two people need to swap roles right right? (laughs) (laughs) you need the drill sergeant parking cars and you need the 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 hugger at the door so anyway you have to kind of understand what people's personalities are like and then you can kind of map that and Mm -hmm. we've done plenty of events where we walk in there and we're like okay, we're going to check in people off of iPads. And this lady's look on her face of like, <laughs> I've never seen an iPad before. And it's like, you clearly need a different type of job than yes. using technology for check-in. So you have to be aware of that. And you have to ask them, are you comfortable using technology? Are you comfortable typing on a keyboard? For sure. Right? And um, and we've seen people, I, one lady was like, 
the internet just went away. Oh my God, the internet. And I went over there and she had like minimized her browser. <laughs> so, the internet went away. Let me show you how to get the internet back. The World Wide Web disappeared. That's right. <laughs> That's the person you don't, if they're saying World Wide Web. <laughs> yeah, you hey, probably. would you like to hand out bid cards? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be perfect to hand out yes. bid cards. <laughs> or, you know, you know it, we always love having the volunteer who's at the front, right? Who's greeting people and telling them which line to get in or the line marshal who's saying, Elise over here will help you next. So sometimes if they're not comfortable with technology, you can you can give them that type That's of role. That's a great job. So they're showing up on time. One thing I have noticed, though, I would say people overlook is if you're going to recruit volunteers, you have to put them to work. Yeah. They, they get really frustrated and, and annoyed when they don't. And there was one event we did recently, and there was a whole bunch of people that came from DU, which is uh, University of Denver locally here. And they were students, and they were ready to work. And there were about six mm-hmm. or eight of them, and they were sitting around doing nothing, and they were totally annoyed because this is not their event. They're n- they don't know the cause that well. They were bored, and so I put them to work. Yeah. So anyway, one of the things that you just need to make sure that you have is some sort of good schedule of these are the types of roles I need, right? And here's the shifts yes, that I, I have like for them. Shifts. I like shifts well. too. Yeah. yeah. And Unless they're shifting all the way through check-in. Well, I no, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I had that happen once. <laughs> oh, they so were did trying I. To, they were trying to alternate volunteers every 30 minutes at check-in, and the check-in was a three-hour long check-in. And I just had to eventually say, I'm sorry, we, we need to keep the same people in check-in the whole time. This is, I'm so sorry. You mean you got yes. tired of training them? <laughs> I, well, I basically just didn't. I, I, I said, guys, That's this hard. is going to be really tough. Yeah. So there's certain, like, when you do shifts, you're bringing up a good point. You need to understand, like, Hey, this is not a splittable shift. And yeah. check in is one maybe of check in and check out though. You yeah, can you can split those. People. You could totally split those. But yes, I did an event once downtown, and halfway through check in, unbeknownst to me, boom, eight people stand up and walk away, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. what's going on? <laughs> yes, did did, did we quit? Like what? Ha- oh no, our shift's over. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh no, please <laughs> don't do back that. Back down, please. We're about <laughs> yes. 15 minutes left, and we're done with check in. Like, yeah, we're not shifting right now. So, yes, make sure that you don't do that or pull that on not just on your mobile bidding company, but on your guests. I mean, for, you know, someone walks up and they're ready to do this. I, this happens at the airport. I'm telling I am for whatever reason <laughs> recently, I am the most unlucky. I am clear. I am TSA pre. It doesn't matter. <laughs> as soon as I get to the security X-ray shift change. <gasps> it's happened to be three times in a row. And the x-ray guy leaves and all the bags are on the belt and we're waiting for the new guy to sit down. And it's like, oh, it's like that's what we're talking about, right? Yeah. yeah don't do that. No, don't, don't do, do that. that. What do you think are good lengths of shifts? I think like, ha- so most events are what, five, six hours? Six hours max. Right. Yeah. So I think that's half like- and half is great. It's if you have volunteers who are not really invested with your organization, but they're there for community service or to be good people. Three hours is perfect. They're ready to do their work and then be out of there. I think so. And so when we say six hours before we freak you out and you're thinking that people mm-hmm. that show up at six are staying till midnight, that's not what we're talking about. So mm-hmm. six hours being when most of your staff will arrive around maybe four for a 6 p.m. check-in and then they'll stay through 10. Okay, yeah. so within that time frame, you're saying three hours. So yeah. someone comes in, maybe they're in, responsible for kind of setup. So that's like four to seven. So they're there to either train and get ready for check-in, or they're there to help set up the event. Maybe 
you know, organize the chairs, put the centerpieces out, you know, you've got your list of things you need done. Right. And so they're going to have that shift. Um, we did an outdoor concert. So I had a trash shift for some of the high school volunteers and they had to run and, you know, basically empty trash, you know, around the venue and stuff. And so they had, um, half hour to 45 minute shifts doing that. Well, I also think it's important when you're talking about volunteers is to give them the why behind why you need them to do what they're doing. So, for instance, for check-in in particular, because that seems to be the one that causes the most stress, explaining to them, hey, our goal for check-in is to have enough volunteers here to provide a great experience to the guests as they arrive so that they're not waiting in line, so that everybody's being greeted, so everybody's being treated special. So yes, we do need all of these volunteers, and our goal is to not have a line, and not having a line is success. Yes, it is, and one of the things that we get asked a lot is, is, well, should we train our volunteers on Tuesday, our events on Friday? What are your thoughts on that? It sort of depends, yeah. I would say. We've all had experiences where we've had great volunteers, and we walk away and said, can they just come with us to every event? I'll, I'll hire them, you know, <laughs> and then they're not really volunteers. But then you have others who are very willing, very wanting to be helpful, but maybe they're not as much. Um, and so I think those are people who you might want to train right ahead of t- right, right prior to the event. Yeah. But and I would think in a lot of cases, and this is what I've told folks is, I'm 99.9% sure whatever you tell them on Tuesday, they're not going to remember when they show up Friday and we're going to have to train them again anyway. (laughs) So, you know, if you want to give them like an overview of like, here's your shift and kind of here's the run of show by Tuesday, I think that's really helpful. But if you need them, like you can even show them a video. Like, I mean, we do these, right? Like here's a video on how you're going to check in people from Handbit or whatever. Feel free to watch it. Either way, when they arrive, Lori's training them, right? Yeah. And so, and not just that, I mean, here's what I tend to see is you train people and then we watch them, right? And I would say, even though you've trained them, it takes maybe one or two people you check Mm -hmm. in and then they get it. Um, And it's not just the software. A lot of it is really kind of what your check-in process is. So if you're, you know, coat checking and handing out, don't do all these things, by the way, but (laughs) drink tickets and paddles, paddles name tags. Those are Jeff's favorite. Oh, Lord have mercy. (laughs) Say the word name tags. So anyway, but if you're doing all those things, like they have to kind of get it down. Like, oh yeah, they get two drink tickets and a coin or whatever it is. I say two, two people in and they're good. Oh, totally. I always say a learning curve of three people. Yeah. Yep. I I think some of the most successful pre-event trainings we've had that I can think of are the ones like Jeff had said. You give an overview of the event. You talk about the run of show. You talk about the why behind the event. You talk about when they're going to eat, when they're, (laughs) you know, all the different shifts. You you, you need to feed your volunteers, okay? So make sure you have a process for feeding volunteers. And if they're not eating the food that the guests are eating, where are they going to eat? When are they going to eat? How do they park? Are they going to get their parking validated? You know, all of those kind of things about the event that you just don't, you know, they don't read their emails or whatnot. So you want to have those kind of addressed beforehand. Yep. Oh, and let's talk about eating because um, <laughs> I've been to so many events where I feel like the volunteers are neglected. And look, you don't have to put them in the seated like gala dinner 
with you know the $50 a person steak dinner. You don't have to do that. You can create a volunteer room and you can fill it with pizza, pizza. and mm-hmm. beer and wine. And, and when they're off their shift, they can go in there and chill and have a good time. Um, any of those things are available to you. you do, so anyway, but you do have to feed them. Yes. Please don't leave them hungry. <laughs> they will be grumpy. They get hangry. And yes, right. they that's will. That's a commercial, I think, from another <laughs> company. But yes, yes it's, it's, and look, then they're not going to be nice to your guests, right, mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. same time. So, and they won't want to come back. Yes. Yes. And, and I've seen it work well where you feed them before check in. So, you know, if check in's at six, we train them at five. They quickly run into the volunteer area. They grab a piece of pizza, they grab a bottle of water. I feel really strongly that the only thing that should, they should ever take with them to check in is a box of mints and a bottle of water, not a glass of wine. Let them do that later. But, um, but anyway, that's, um, I think, helpful when they've got some food in their belly and they've yes. got some water. And You don't know how many events I've been to at really expensive hotels where I have run upstairs and spent hundreds of dollars on bottles of water and given them. These people are talking. Like yes. talking, talking, and their mouths get dry, and so bottles of water. Yeah, that was what in. I was. I was going to say right. that as you were talking. Yeah. Number one, at least give them some water. Yes. Thank them for their time, you know, and that's that's the way you do it yep. by by respecting them and respecting their time and the fact that they're hungry. Mm-hmm. And yes. most <laughs> events that we work are during meal times. Yes. I mean, so and they have to be there early, and and they're hungry. So take care of them, and they'll take care of you. Hundred percent sure. agree. Okay, sure. so we've talked about feeding your volunteers. We've talked about (laughs) directing them into the types of roles that kind of fit their personality. Uh, We've talked about the types of shifts that they should have, you know, and then at the end of the day, when you say thank them, let's talk about that. Because I, one of the things that I've seen that I really liked, and I think we're going to do this for our event in the future, is this charity through and like a like a post party for their volunteers. Oh, I love that Is idea. That yes. Right following your event? No, or like it was like a week day. or two later yep. and it was at a local restaurant and they just bought like apps and drinks and just thanked their volunteers That's and it was come in it was like an open house kind of thing. I thought that was cool. I love that idea. I haven't seen that yet. Of course I'm usually in and out, so I wouldn't be there after the event anyway to see that, but I love that. I mean, I think even just a personalized note about especially if you've seen a volunteer go above and beyond recognize that say that in the note say I saw how you treated our guests you were completely awesome at the event and if it wasn't for you this event probably wouldn't have gone off as well as it did I mean really you know care for them as much as you do your donors because they're the ones that are saving you money from having Mm -hmm. to hire staff to come work the event so And, and be ready for those people that need some sort of like record of the hours, be ready to provide that. Yeah. I'm not speaking of any charity I've had personal experience with, but I know my daughters have volunteered at events and they're still trying to chase some <laughs> charities down oh, for their hours. That's, that's hard. So, and it's, it's not intentional. It's just, you know, I know things, you know, you, you get into a mode after your event where you don't want to think about your event, <laughs> you know, so, but in, as, as it relates to your volunteers, just make sure that they're taken care of on the other side of that. And then they'll come back. Well, and speaking of that, you know, one way to assess the success of your event with volunteers is, are they returning year after year Mm -hmm. to your event? Or did you lose them? Are you starting with a brand new set of volunteers every year? Well, you might want to reassess how you are addressing your volunteers, either before, during, or after. You know, your goal is to keep longevity with volunteers because they're the ones that love you. They're the ones that love your cause. Yep. So 
And I think any kind of little token of appreciation. I think back of events where I volunteered. One organization, they bought like fun themed t-shirts based <laughs> on the event. It was just really, really yeah. cute and fun. And now when we wear them, we're like, oh, that was a good event. I so. like the idea of, and then maybe not for every event, if your event is like super fancy or whatever, but I like the idea of all of your volunteers wearing the same shirt. Oh, I love yeah. that. I love that at events, especially if it's branded as you. I don't. Lo- right. I don't love the yellow <laughs> event staff. Like I'm not saying you do that, mm-hmm. but I do like the idea of hey, you know what? Everybody's going to wear this color shirt, or we're going to provide these shirts for all of our team. And it, you know, I've seen them like say like Team PWSA if they're whatever, themed. You know? Yeah, yeah. We I did fun. an event where the theme was beach, and they bought the uh, Baywatch lifeguard <laughs> shirts for all their volunteers and they were i I think yeah they were really cute and i think they were all comfy it was a it was themed and it was a very comfortable event yeah super fun one of the best things i had happen was after i worked an event about two weeks later i got a package in the mail i had a bunch of branded content thank you so much for all your work i had a little beanie i had a little (laughs) keychain now do i need a beanie and a keychain Exactly. No. no, but it's the thought that counts, right? It was. It was, it I you saw you, special. yeah, and you felt seen, and you were like, oh, I love this. And so now I'll go back to right. work that anytime they want, That's you right. know? I felt like they appreciated it. Plus, me. you're probably advertising their their organization <laughs> for them, so right. it's yeah. a win-win. And you can yeah. create perks like that, too. I mean, it's funny. So if you think about the Masters, which is probably the most prestigious professional golf tournament in the world, um, all of the marshals are volunteers. So all of them, all the, everybody's on the greens and everything. And if you get selected, you can play Augusta, you know, and so that's kind of one of the incentives. And so they have a, you know, 55 year waiting list to be a marshal now because of the perk you get. So you could do something like that. If you feel like you've got a good steady flow of volunteers, maybe say, hey, if you volunteer for two or three years at our event, the fourth year, you get to come for free or something like that. You could do that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We're brainstorming now, but I mean, there's just lots of ways, I think, to incentivize your volunteers and kind of get them For going. Sure. But let's just quickly recap on this one. Right. So we've got, um, where do you recruit them? Well, you start by asking, right? And then you should leverage universities, sororities, fraternities. They'll all volunteer. High school kids are not bad, trust me. Or local corporations. Like I said, at our event, we used Kohl's and, and they brought eight people. So it was kind of cool. It's totally amazing. Yeah, I worked in an event where the Chamber of Commerce is the one that recruited all the volunteers for the event. Yeah. So they're out there. Maybe go hit up your zoo. (laughs) Hit up the zoo. Right. You're going to organize your shifts. You're going to organize your jobs. And then you're going to start to channel different types of people and personalities into different types of jobs. And so you might have to describe kind of the, the ideal type of person for that job. Um, and then you can start to, if you don't know your volunteers well, you can start to ask them, like, what best describes you, right? Um, are you comfortable with technology? Are you not? Are you comfortable talking to people? Are you not? And that kind of stuff. So you'll kind of build your list of jobs and your shifts. You're going to communicate that. You're going to tell all of your volunteers in advance what the run of show is. It doesn't have to be down to the second, but you need to give them a general idea of here's how the evening's going to go and here's kind of where your shift plays in. To your point, Lori. I have seen so many people walk in the door saying, I'm volunteering. I don't know where to park. I don't know what my shift is. I don't know who I'm supposed to report to. All of those things have to be answered in advance, right? Okay, I was told to park here. My shift starts at 6, and I'm supposed to report to Elise. Where is Elise? (laughs) Okay, 
they need to be that organized. Or what does yes. Elise look like? Right. right. Who is it? Because, you know, not mm-hmm. all the time all the volunteers know who all the people are. That's right. Exactly. So maybe even just images and let them yes. see, this is Elise. Or tell them what interests are going. A little, a little oh. introduction. Hey, all you check-in people, you're reporting to Elise. Yeah. Yep. A Here's volunteer Elise. check-in is a very good idea, right? So, mm-hmm. yes. hey, this is, oh, you're a volunteer. Volunteer check-in's right over there. And then, oh, yes, I see. Here's your shift. And then here's where you're going to go. And here's your shirt. And thank you so much for coming and all that kind of stuff. And then definitely feed them. Definitely. Yes. Give them water. Check-in. <laughs> Please give them water. <laughs> Please give them water. <laughs> My credit card. Would thank you tremendously. <laughs> Hammond did not have to pay for 24 bottles of water at a Westin hotel again. And then at the end, you need to thank them. Okay. And, you know, whether that's you know, obviously on the spot, but even post event, either through some sort of like, you know, happy hour event or send them a beanie and a keychain. And let them be comfortable. Yes. Yes. Don't make them wear the tux. Yeah. And the high heels. Don't make them wear those either. All right. Well, this has yeah. been a great conversation. Thank you, ladies, for attending. Uh, if you guys have any other suggestions or questions about volunteers, please drop them in the comments. Otherwise, we will see you next time on Elevate Your Event Podcast. 